You're listening to the third episode of Fresh Floppies. What's up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the mother-loving geek nation? Thank you for tuning in to the third episode of Fresh Floppies, the show that you listen to on the way to the comic shop yep. so that you can discover what may or may not be worth your dollars, Dolores? Uh, whatever currency might be appropriate Golden for their shop. Doubloons. I mean, they might have some sort of uh, barter system with <laughs> their, true, with their yeah. local shop. Like Sometimes bring, I do, yeah. Bring fresh... Fresh baked goods. For fresh floppies. For fresh floppies. Uh, what's a floppy, Noel? Uh, floppy is a single-issue comic book, a uh, weekly, a floppy, uh, a, a periodical. Issue. An issue. Yeah. Um, one chapter in an ongoing saga. <laughs> saga. <laughs> saga. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's the books that you uh, cannot wait for to be collected in trade. Nice. And we are here to discuss those very things. Um, should we just kick it right off? Let's kick into it. I we we just so have so like uh, a peek behind the, the sausage, sausage curtain. Yeah. <laughs> it gets worse every time. <laughs> sausage veil <laughs> under the sausage dress. Uh, I don't know what's happening. Um, we don't always coordinate which books we're going to talk about, but hmm. we ended up reading the same books this week. Mostly, yeah. Mostly, you yeah. you friggin' overachiever. I I can't not read. Avengers. So uh, we'll talk about that a little later. But um, which book do you want to start with? Let's start with Amazing Spider-Man number 21. That's the one that I saw uh, on the side here. Yeah. Only. Uh, there it is. I don't know if you wanted to or not. Uh, Legacy numbering 915 by Zeb Wells, John Romita Jr., inked by Scott Hanna, colored by Marcio Meniz, uh, and lettered by VCs Joe Coromagna. So, all right. The... Uh, just a little bit of backstory. This is 21 issues of the current run of Spider-Man, written by Zeb Wells. Uh, back in issue one, the cold open was Spider-Man. Peter's there. His mask's all torn. He's in a crater. He's screaming. Everything is terrible. And then it cuts to now. Base, well, I guess six, an hour, a year ago. It cuts to then. Current. All right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, that was the cold open of the entire book, and we have not... Since then, it was uh, six months later. It yes. was just six months later. And then every interaction that Peter Parker has had with any other character, including his then girlfriend at the yeah. time, has been uh, aggressive, tenuous, yeah, tenuous yeah. 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 Um, untrustworthy. Mm-hmm. They've, um, they've had it with Pete. Pete Everybody. Pete has failed uh, in some sort of monumental level. Uh, in both the hero community as well as his personal life. And not only that, not only are him and NJ on the outs, but we find that she has a new boyfriend named Paul. And two children calling her mother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, a lot of fans who get upset about f- fictional characters uh, are upset about this. Yeah. Run. Um, but the, the thing I like about this is that it's 21 issues later. It's been a ball. It's been a blast. I've been enjoying it. Mm-hmm. And now we're finally getting some answers. Unlike maybe a previous run on Amazing Spider-Man by Nick Spencer that dragged out for how many episodes? How many issues was that before we got counting, counting all the point issues and the mini series and the specials, like the yeah. spectaculars who's kindred close to a hundred or more yeah. than a hundred. It was like 74 yeah. official issues, but then there was like 
the Sinister War, Grant, uh, King's Ransom, Hunted, and yeah. they all had like side stories. It was yeah. a, it was aggressive. It was a lot. So uh, I'm excited that we're finally getting some answers. And th- no spoilers. That's the other thing we should have told you. At the, oh, yeah, at we're going to do no spoilers. At the top of this. No spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are starting to get some answers. This is the beginning. It says on the cover, this is it, the story arc you've been waiting for. So uh, it does harken back to a previous run on Amazing Spider-Man uh, that I won't spoil. But I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Um, I, I don't think it's a spoiler to say this. Um, there's some touch points in here for uh, Brand New Day. Mm-hmm. Um, so Zeb Wells had written, has, was one of, uh, back, back 30 billion years ago, when Spider-Man had a new continuity, there mm-hmm. was a brain trust of Spidey writers to create a, what was it, three, three times a month? It wasn't yeah. weekly. It was three times a month. Three times yeah. a month, Amazing Spider-Man. So they were like rotating creative teams. Zeb Wells was one of those creative teams. Mm-hmm. And he had a really, really good miniseries that I mostly forgot, like a three-issue miniseries during that brand new day. And to my shock, this mm-hmm. issue directly references that three issue yeah, series yeah it was the one where he was there was a, a blizzard in new york city and all the covers were right they were drawn by white and they were drawn by chris bocello mm-hmm. so yeah we've got something coming back to bite us from that one and um this um i can't say i'm wowed by this issue i'm glad that we're getting some answers but as i barely remember mm-hmm. that little three issue story there's no weight to this for me yet no. Uh, but I'm hoping there will be soon. Uh, I'm not mad at it, but I'm just like, okay, this is the first part of a story. And I'm curious to see where it's going to go. Yeah, I had kind of the same experience. It was like uh, <clears throat> my first read through, because I did uh, uh, kind of go over this twice. Mm. My first read through was, what the hell was that? Yeah. What? And then I went back and... You know, the little the little uh, editor's notes of what issues these things are in. Yeah. I went back and, like, looked up those issues mm-hmm. and was like, oh, I vaguely remember yes. pieces of that, Same. I guess. And then even the opening where this, you know, glowing man is sitting outside their window, mm-hmm. that was apparently in uh, issue 93 of this current run that oh. I completely forgot. Really? Yeah. So um, they do, uh, it's like... Amazing Spider-Man 894, where okay. he's in front of the window when they're about to talk. Yeah, like MJ she, and him are yeah, about to talk. Yeah, they're about to move in together. That's the last issue of Beyond. Oh, okay. And I had to go look that up. I do not remember that happening. So apparently that, and I never finished Beyond because I was waiting for the omnibus. Yeah. There's a, a lot more like um, question marks in my mind yeah. than uh, rock'em sock'em action. And then yeah. like it gets into some... I am... Spider-Man has been going on for a gajillion issues. Mm-hmm. What, 70 years, 60 years, something like that? Yep. Um, which means that it's 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 traversed all the genres. Uh, superheroes, street level, cosmic. Of all those, usually my least favorite Spider-Man stories are the supernatural ones. Same. And this one seems as though it's going to kind of dive into the supernatural of it all. Yeah. And I'm t- I'm I'm apprehensive. I'm in for it. Obviously, yeah. I'm enjoying the hell out of Zeb Ball's run. But it's like, oh, okay, I g- okay. I guess it'll be a magic thing. But you know, first issue, maybe it's going to zig. I don't yeah. know. We'll I hope see. it zigs. Uh, my my inclination about this villain, he is 
Villain number six twenty-two. Yeah, like he just anybody. He's just a he's just a bad guy. He's got shaggy hair and a beard, and he talks nonsense. I looked up his wiki. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't I, care about him at all. It'll, it'll like I'm not even gonna bother. It'll get into spoilers, I guess. But it's yeah. um, didn't expect it. <clears throat> but again, first issue. Maybe yep. this is gonna go crazy. And at this point, twenty issues in, as well as like pieces of uh, Beyond and all kinds of stuff. I trust Zeb Wells. Um, yeah. really quickly, let's talk about presentation. Yes. Um, often we talk about how um, Marvel books sometimes have that flimsy floppy cover. This is that flimsy this floppy is cover. It. You know what they're going hard on? Fresh floppies. They're making sure that they're extra floppy. Uh, yeah, it's uh here, listen. That's my issue. That's, that's it. Uh, it shouldn't it shouldn't it shouldn't blow in the breeze that easily. Like yeah. I I was um I was reading these in bed last night, and we have a humidifier in our room. Mm-hmm. It's not cranked high and it's all around the other side of the room, but like within seconds there was a little bit of like bubbling on my on, yeah. the, on the cover like the cover yeah seriously nonsense man anyway and it's not it's not cheaper it's 3.99 if make it a 2.99 book if you're going to put this cover on it yeah i mean there's still 2.99 books out there yeah uh oh so uh, what how how fresh um fresh enough fresh enough because i'm in for i'm in uh, for the yeah. run so yeah, fresh same. enough i agree uh it didn't it didn't deter me but it also didn't entice mm-hmm what do you got next? What's your what's your? Um, I you know what I'm gonna side I'm gonna sidetrack. I'm it. gonna I'm gonna sidetrack. I'm gonna call call an audible, which is a sport term that I'm sure you're incredibly familiar with. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I love I have an audible.com. Uh, I listen to my audiobooks there. It's the exact reference I'm making. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I have been reading uh, Jason Aaron's Avengers run since Jump, uh, which was close to six years ago now. Oh my god, six years. Ago. What? Yeah. Cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just my finger just crumbled off. I lost. I'm down to nine digits now. Um, and we are two issues away from it wrapping up completely. Oh, so I got plenty of time to catch yeah, up. Yeah, two, yeah, plenty of time yeah, before the the denouement. Oh yeah, you've got two. You got a month. Yeah, yeah you got right. about a month because there's a. It's been shipping bi-weekly or bi-monthly the last handful because it's two it's two uh, yeah. two series. It's Avengers and Avengers Forever. Mm-hmm. Avengers Forever has been doing all of the multiversal Avengers stuff where it's like a random issue of like a hundred Steves and a hundred Carols. And it's interesting. Whereas the Avengers book is your main Avengers team kind of trying to figure out what the hell is going on with all this multiversal stuff. So like they, it's not unlike old school Bendis Avengers where it's two separate books. However, they are kind of dealing with the same thing from different sides. Yeah. But this last arc, they're just straight up together. Uh, like your each chapter is the, uh, the next book. Gotcha. Um, with very little difference. So I wanted to talk about this because I I can't stress enough how the last six years of Avengers books has been just batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. Just bug nuts, silly, in all the best ways possible. Each arc is an event. Like, um, they live in a celestial. Yeah. And sometimes that celestial wakes up. They, <laughs> this is, okay, I'm not going to do spoilers, but I do want to just randomly say some like names of things mm-hmm. that happened in this issue or an issue beforehand with no context just to kind of articulate how crazy this is um there's a multiversal version of doom who has taken over eagle the living planet now it's doom the living planet mm-hmm. um maybe a multiversal version of 
Thor, who is the Iron Fist, and he's got a fists. Maybe there's a Deathlock that takes over a Celestial and fights a planet. Maybe like it. <laughs> there's there's so much crazy happening. It's like he, it's like Jason Aaron has a dartboard uh, on his wall, and the wall is the size is like ten by ten feet. Yeah, <laughs> with just names of characters, uh-huh. abilities, and yeah. he just throws three darts and see what's up. Yeah, yeah, and it's. It's wildly enjoyable to read. So I remember uh, a series many years ago that I think was Jason Aaron and I was very excited about, and it was Spider-Man and Wolverine. Yep. Is that the Doom, Doom the Living Planet? Didn't he appear in that? I Am I so. crazy? I, it, he's appeared before, but yeah. there's, a, there's a whole side, uh, side arc of... So this <laughs> Avengers Assemble event is basically um, the multiversal... Legion of Doom or Masters of Evil. Multiversal Masters of Evil. That's the the Marvel one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is, uh, you know, a, a version of Thanos, a version of Doom, a version of the Red Skull who's got the Venom symbiote. Like, yeah. all these different, like, multiversal versions. They were brought together by Mephesto. Mm. Also, multiversal versions of Mephesto. Yeah. Like, there's a Council of Red that put together this multiversal Masters of Evil. Uh, first of all, every time you hear the word multiversal, yeah. drink. <laughs> um, so much coffee. So it's all this stuff happening. And then there's an Avenger who monitors every universe uh, through the at the God Quarry from Avengers Prime Tower called Avenger Prime, who is trying to put together a multiversal work uh, or a multiversal team of Avengers to combat these two opposing forces who want to destroy everything so it's it's literally the highest stakes yeah. and the largest platform yeah. <laughs> across everything so these last this last arc the the whole the whole like maybe last two years has been building towards this and this last arc has been both of the books kind of becoming this big like eight issue war of all of it going down yeah the and the the bad guys just keep also um betraying each other Oh, of course. So, like, oh, there's a bad guy now. No, no, no. That's the bad guy now. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's um, Fun. it's it's comic books. Yeah, it's like pure, straight into your vein. You're an eight year old kid again. Comic yeah. books, and I don't. I I I do bristle when I hear online and the circles and stuff about how I can't wait till Jason Aaron's off the book. I'm like, you stopped reading a long time ago because this is pure comic books, and mm-hmm. I don't I don't understand why people aren't enjoying it as much as I am. Man, that sounds amazing. It sounds like something I need to catch up on. Yeah, you're Good jumping on point right now. You say? <laughs> yeah, I mean, second to last. Yeah, second to last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's a good book. It's a very good book. I can't wait for it to be uh, collected elsewhere and just you know what? This is going to be one of those runs where like a couple years from now, people are going to be like, "It's pretty good." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That always happens. Everyone shits on something online, and then a couple of years later, it's the best thing ever. Yeah, and I'm, I'll abstain from reading because you can't just pick this book up. <laughs> yeah. But uh, presentation, same flimsy covers. So <laughs> oh, who drew it? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I was through it. That's a nice looking book. Uh, this is written by Jason Aaron with art by Javier Guaron. Oh, sure. Yeah, he's good. Guaron, sorry. Guaron. Uh, yeah, his... um. Javier jumped on, I want to say, like somewhere in the 40s as mm. one of the other fill-in artists. You started off with Ed McGuinness. Started with Ed McGuinness, and then it's, it was just like a you know murderer's row each arc. Yeah. And Ed McGuinness would come back and just do an arc or two. Um, but Javier Garon became the ongoing during the Moon Knight arc, which was maybe like in the 
30s, 40s. Oh, okay. So he has been kind of the primary, and it's, it's beautiful work. He's been kind of the primary artist on and off since then. Like, I think there was like one or two, there, like there's one shots that come in or whatnot, but Javier yeah. Garon has been the main artist since gotcha. uh, issue 50 at least. Right on. Cool. Um, next up, Clear from Dark Horse Comics by Scott Snyder Ooh. and Frances Manipole. Number one came out this week. Uh, first off, the, f- immediately, uh, I'm probably going to, I'm going to say it's probably the best or the most um, uh, vibrant cover mm-hmm. on the shelf this week. Uh, it's the one that I look at the most. I'm like, that is an awesome cover by Frances Manipole. It's bright. It's got my, it's got my color scheme. Uh, <laughs> I believe they call that bisexual lighting. It's like, yeah, it's, uh, it's neon uh, pink and, and blue. neon blue. Yeah. This is my, like <laughs> some yellow. It's that's my jam. I'm, that's I love it. Um, so immediately I was excited about this. I love Scott Snyder. Although, you know, not everything Scott Snyder. Mm-hmm. He doesn't always grab me. Um, what was it? Night of the Ghoul. Although, oh, you didn't dug that? Uh, well, I, uh, maybe it's not Scott Snyder. I don't like Francis, or, um, Francisco. Francisco Francavilla. Yeah. Yeah. So um, anyway, this had no idea what it was other than the DJ looking uh, guy with a gun. Yeah. Uh, what is the name of those DJs? Uh, a Daft Punk looking yeah, dude. Very yeah, very Daft Punk looking <laughs> dude, but he's got a gun and a leather jacket. And I'm like, oh, that looks pretty cool. So uh, basically we're in 2052 and the world has veils. So you can buy something that I guess is is a digital download for your brain and you, it affects the way you see the world. It's mm-hmm. called a veil. Uh, you can Everything can look like medieval times. Everything can look like sexy porno times um, or like a, car, a Disney cartoon, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have uh, a death in the beginning, and then we meet a detective, our daft punk looking guy with the helmet, uh, is our detective whose name is... Dunes. Dunes. Sam Dunes. Of course it is. <laughs> um, and uh, and you're basically off to the races. Uh, he has to investigate the death of the person we meet on the cover. Or, yeah. I'm sorry, on, in, the, in the splash page. And um, there's a couple of stories going on in here at the same time. And there's a lot of words. There's so yeah. there's so many um, dialogue boxes of just him monologuing. Mm-hmm. But this is a hard-boiled detective story, which I should mention. Uh, if you like a hard-boiled detective story, I would recommend this. I think this is actually off to a really great start. But uh, you know, it's it didn't what it, it didn't keep me from reading it. But every time I turned the page, I was like, man, there's a lot of. Guy's doing a lot of thinking. It, <laughs> it should be noted too, like this is this was original. This is a comicsology original. R.I.P. Oh. Comicsology. Um, Scott Snyder, what like three years ago, did that deal with comicsology and Dark Horse, which I totally forgot about. Originally digital, mm-hmm. uh, and then re- and then printed uh, for Dark Horse. So this, I guess, this has happened already. Either way, whatever. This is the first two issue. This is two issues. I knew it. I knew it. Um, it this, I mean, I didn't tell us that. But I was like, it feels like this is There's like an entire first two issues of this clearly series. an end, and then a black page, and then it it starts again. Yeah. Or there's a like a, a new kind of like thread starting again. So mm-hmm. so this is this. It should be noted. Let's uh, like we'll jump into presentation. So Ugh. it is a thick comic book with a slightly thicker, not cardstock, but thicker paper, uh, glossy paper stock for the cover. So it doesn't like flims about. Mm. Also, the, I mean, Dark Horse is great for this. They're pages too yeah, are always nicer are or nice. a little thicker mm. like i uh the, they've been doing all of um uh all of uh bendis's 
creator and stuff and early on he would nerd about like oh they have the best printing and the best paper and i'm like yeah yeah, yeah. i think he's right he's true it's true yeah, yeah. like the, this, uh, all the, the other books on the shelf should aspire to look like this book the house that hellboy built uh doesn't you know, skimp, skimp on uh, on on production, which is nice. Uh, Whereas and, I would say the three ninety nine for the Amazing Spider Man is too much. Four ninety nine for this is perfect. Yeah, no, no, this is one. This is this yeah, is. We're getting a lot of yeah. A lot so of story it's it is book. a lot. Like this is not. This is maybe not a sit down one sit down read. It's basically two issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this a lot, but to your point about it being overly wordy, mm. it this is. I think this is. My, one of my problems with Scott Snyder mm-hmm. in general, because he was doing this shit back in the his Batman run, yeah. where it was hardcore monologuing, yeah, in someone's like, head. He writes like a novelist. Yes, um, which sometimes really works, sometimes is a little overbearing. And since then, this wonderful new thing has occurred, uh, where they create interstitial pages. So, like the Hickman stuff. Oh, yes. I don't need this mm-hmm. detective in monologue explaining to me how the technology works. Yeah. Because that is, even in your own head, that's incredibly unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Just, hey, they had a veil and they did this and I was able to see this. Mm-hmm. And then maybe in an interstitial page, describe to me if I want to read, like I understand in context what this is, but yeah. if I want to read about how the technology works yeah. and the origin of the technology, yeah. I'll do that later. Right Not on. him in like in his own internal monologue talking yeah. about like it all started when the internet became internal inside of us. Yeah. And I met her learning from this and, and the veil. It could be anything. It could be good. It could be not. Like you yeah. stop it. Slow yeah. down. <laughs> take about 20% of it out. Yeah. Put it somewhere else. Yep. Because it wasn't vital to the story. At least enjoying the story. Mm-hmm. It may be vital later if they're going to get into the tech. Yeah. Do it then. Uh, it, it This whole, this first issue is very front loaded with way too much information. Yeah. It may seem vital and it is, it doesn't have to be. I, I think it could be presented differently. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a whole, there's a whole two pages here where like he's, he, uh, Takes a taxi. He's in the taxi. He's looking at his helmet. Monologue, monologue. Uh, he gets out of the taxi. Monologue, monologue, monologue. He's walking up the stairs. Monologue, monologue, monologue. Uh, he's still walking up the stairs. Monologue, Damn, monologue. I'm angry. Yeah. No. And, and he gets to his front door. Monologue, monologue, monologue. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a lot of monologue for just walking up the steps, bro. Yeah, yeah it's it's um it is um it's a overused trope, hmm. but but I would say. It follows the theme of what I expect from a detective story, from like a hard-boiled, uh, you know, roguish kind of drinking. I think it's different when you're divorced. hearing it. I think yeah. it's different when you're hearing it. Let's yeah. say somebody was actually like reading this while you're watching, like like yeah. an actual like noir movie. Yeah, totally different because mm-hmm. it's not labor intensive right, yeah. for you. <laughs> and then also, yeah, I pulled my back out. Reading. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, but but also. 10 to 15% too much. Even yeah. by those standards I in agree. a print book, 10 yeah. to 15% too much. Because you're right. He does write like a prose novelist with those text boxes. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying get rid of them. I just think that there was a lot of really equitable ways where you could just kind of... And one of the solutions that modern comic book writers have had is an interstitial page. Do it. Just do it. Like, I did not... Like, for for me to jump into the first action scene... I did not need to know the origin of the technology. Yeah. I just didn't. Mm-hmm. 
like, hey, there's these veils. People can see what they want to see. And even the architecture of cities is now built to support the veils. So mm-hmm. it's just blah, blah, blah. But me, I go clear because I need, I want to see the world as it is. Yeah, yeah. Done. Yeah. This is done. That's done in five pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it takes a while. I like, I, I would, I would highly recommend this book, but I would also always kind of maybe, depending on who I'm recommending it to, caveat it with, just push through the first chunk. Yeah. Because it gets a little wordy, mm-hmm. but it's really cool. Yeah, I do think it is very cool. I think that the world building is very well done. Um, I do have a full understanding of yeah. uh, everything that's happening in this world, I think, because of all of uh, the explanations. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm definitely I'm definitely going to read issue two of this, which I guess is issue three of the digital series. I don't know. Yeah, so in print, it's only three issues. but Oh, great. But I'm, oh, you I know, like that. This is probably closer to like when it gets collected it'll probably be closer to a six issue mini actually all of this all this all these comicsology books like um night of the ghoul was only three issues but it was that a comicsology john three thick ass issues uh we have demons yeah which was i'm sorry that was awesome that was neat um that was three issues but Uh you know collected it's a chunky you know chunky boy yeah uh these digital i do not hate the digital first model nah I'm i'm down with it it's fine yo we got we can't we can't shut up Without talking about Francis Manipal's art in this book, he does the colors too, doesn't he? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, he does colors he's too. So good. This this is the best. He's been working for about twenty years now, uh, as far as I'm aware. Um, I started seeing him in DC Comics in the early aughts, I guess. Um, so good, and this is his best work yet. This is insane. Yeah, I think uh, the, I love this book. Uh, up until now, because you're right, this this art is phenomenal. And the coloring is phenomenal. There's there's some scenes where so there's one particular chase scene where the bad guys get the upper hand on Dunes mm-hmm. and they essentially make it to where his uh his veil gets wonky. So he's kind of hallucinating. Yeah, he's hallucinating. Um, but it's depicted in the chase scene. It's so good of him seeing different slices of different types of reality in real time. Uh-huh. I don't know I, this. This whole sequence, reading this, I immediately wanted to see this in film or TV. Yes. This is very, very theatrical. Yeah. For um, sure. Which is not always the case when you're, I mean, a car chase yeah. in print is typically not all that. Engaging or no. kinetic. This yeah. is insane, insanely kinetic. And the, the coolest thing is the way, so the main, the, the main bits of each panel is what's happening. Mm-hmm. And then there are shards of, I would say, glass-like um, apertures where you see what he's seeing and it changes the panel underneath it to show you the the crazy shit he's seeing. Yeah, he's he's normal on his bike punching a dude, but yeah. the punch looks like he's a cowboy. Yeah. Uh, or Werewolves Pinocchio or Geppetto. Pinocchio. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, um, this is awesome. This was this was where the book hooked me. Like I yeah. was interested, interested, and then I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." Um, so yeah, I would highly recommend this book. Yeah, absolutely. This. Oh, we never we never said Avengers. How how fresh is Avengers? Oh, I was I I said I was gonna abstain from reading it because you can't jump in. Oh, I mean I, see, I think I that it's fresh as fuck. But 
That's fresh, a, that's fresh a five. AF. That's a, fresh, that's a fresh half. That's a seven. Uh, what about clear? I'm going very fresh. I'm going very fresh too. Like yeah. um, um, pacing issues aside, uh, I I thought it was wonderful. Absolutely yeah, wonderful. This is great. I can't wait for issue two. This is awesome. Good I job, want, Scott Snyder and yeah. Francis Manipole. Uh, did they sell the rights yet? Because this should be this should be on HBO. Yeah, yeah. I would watch the shit out of that. All right, last up. What do you got? Um, I think we're going to talk about uh, this. Um, what's this? Uh, uh, Superman Sup- Adventures of Superman Sup- Superman Jonathan Kent <laughs> Adventures of Superman John Kent yeah. Road to Injustice Dawn of DC the next chapter in the saga of the Super Sun number one by Tom Taylor and Clayton Henry and Jordi Belair this is gonna be okay we're a spoiler free show yes uh, so I can't talk about much of this book. <laughs> I'm, uh, okay, presentation. Let's talk about we'll talk about presentation, <laughs> vibes, yeah, <laughs> and a rating because yeah. from jump page yeah. one, yeah, even some of the subtitles, yeah, are hardcore spoilers about what this book is saying it's going to eventually be. Yeah. So uh, the cover is one. Okay, first of all. The cover. Uh, so you listen, have the. Yeah, I have. There's five thousand covers. You have, have a, the main cover. I have, the, I have cover A, and I have a physical ailment, um, where <laughs> maybe it's it's a mental ailment, where <laughs> I hate something originally, and then thirty years later, um, I see it again, and I'm like, that's the coolest shit I've ever seen. So, uh, seeing Superman Red, Superman Blue, um, thirty years ago. This is the electric Superman. Electric Blue Superman. Uh, oh, but when Grant Morrison was writing yeah. the JLA, um, I didn't actually hate it. I just thought it was kind of neat. Uh, but boy, was I giddy when I saw John Kent opening up his shirt and he's got the electric blue Superman. Which may or may not happen in this issue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so immediately I was like, ooh, I'm into this. And did you like his previous story? Yeah, I didn't finish it, but I did, I did like it. I've only read, uh, there's what, 17 issues? I, I think yeah. I only read the first 10 or 11. Superman, son of Kal-El. Basically, Superman Kal-El left Earth, uh, leaving John Kent, his son, as the current Superman. Uh, and then that series ended, and now that leads us into this miniseries, Adventures of Superman, John Kent. Yeah, the I loved that series. The only problem I had was I am not a giant fan of John Tim's art. Yeah, same. Um, the book, just on paper... The, the script, the story had gravitas. Yeah. His art did not. Agreed. The art was very YA, but the story was very epic. Yeah. And I, it, it, sometimes it bugged me, mm-hmm. uh, but, I, but I, loved the, I loved the overall package. If, if Clayton Henry was drawing it. Uh, I would be singing yeah. the praises of this book and I never would have, I never would have uh, lapsed. Yeah. 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 Um, this is a gorgeous looking book. So, um, what? Oh, okay, presentation. Wait. Hang right. on, my cover. Oh. I have a different cover. Oh, you got a good cover okay, too. Okay, so uh, I have the cardstock cover, um, and which on... is also a spoiler. Well, because the thing the that happens with that character. We can talk about the covers. Okay. All right. I mean, we can talk about the covers. All right, go right. So my cover, which is not labeled a spoiler cover, um, has a beautiful Clayton Henry drawing of a Superman crashed, landed into the street, and arising from the rubble is. Val Zod, Superman yeah. of Earth 2. Earth 2? President Earth 2. Superman, right? President? Is that no, him? I thought that was... Cal... <laughs> I forget. There's there's Val Zod, There's President Superman... Yeah, this is President Superman. Right? right? Isn't it? Yeah. I thought so. Hang on. I'm going to look this up. You're going to Google you, it? Van, uh, yeah. Well, while you're Googling it, this I never is read... a gorgeous cover. So this is, this is the Superman that Tom Taylor created during his run on Earth 2. 
the comic book Earth 2 yeah. after James Robinson. Tom so, Taylor took over Earth 2 after James Robinson left? Yeah, it makes me want to read it. Oh, that does make me want to read it. I was really excited for Earth 2 back in the day. With Was it was it New 52 or Rebirth or whatever? It was New 52. Yeah, New yeah. 52. Um, and I, I was so excited about it. It was the return of the, the Justice Society, uh, um, et cetera. And I just... James Robinson wasn't doing it for me. Um, yeah, here we go. <clears throat> Valzad, uh, Superman, Earth 2, uh, unnamed parents deceased, adoptive mother was Laura and Jor-El. Hmm. Maybe it's not President Superman. President Superman, I remember the way they would draw his logo, his S-Shield, oh, like it's went, not. went it's a, down yeah. into his, um, his uh, what would you call it? His waist. And I'm like, how does he ever bend over? The point of that S-Shield will stab him right in the... President Superman is uh, Grant Morrison. Yes. Calvin. Calvin. I knew it was Cal. Calvin Ellis. Kryptonian Thank name. kal uh, Also known as Superman or Kryptonian President of the United States. Earth-23. So this is Earth-2. That's Earth-23. Thank you. All right. Sorry. You're welcome, Internet. <laughs> or <laughs> Thank you, everyone Internet. Everyone listening. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Internet. You're welcome, listener. noble listener. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so my cover is uh, Valzad uh, rising from the rubble, and it's just beautiful. Like the framing of it's just beautiful. Like oh, it's the a gorgeous center image. cover. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's a cardstock cover, so it's mm-hmm. it's got a nice heft to it. Uh, glossy pages inside are a little flimsy, but it's all right because uh, they're not. They're, it, it, this book is great. Yeah. Um, so it does start with uh, a scene we're not going to talk about, but then we 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 are reminded of the status quo of. Um, Jonathan and his boyfriend Jay. So in the normal Superman book, there's his uh his secret identity was put back in a box. Yep. So which before everyone knew that Jonathan Kent was uh Superman and his boyfriend Jay. Superman's boyfriend Jay. Great. Mm-hmm. But now the world doesn't know that Superman is John Kent. So Jay his boyfriend Globally being known as the boyfriend of Superman has yeah. to be in disguise when they're out in normal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. Um, but it was a, it was a uh, I, Tom Taylor is just incredibly efficient with story. Yeah. In one page of of punchy dialogue, he reminded us of how the other series kind of left off, even mm-hmm. though I didn't read it. Yeah. Um, and it just it was it immediately it immediately reminded me and ingratiated me to these characters mm-hmm. and and then we were off to the races. This whole issue is mostly action, but it's action. It's story through the action. Yeah. So like something is happening across the globe and John and, and John's dad is off planet, so he's got to go fix it. And you know what? Something else is helping fix it, and he doesn't know what it is. And there's mm-hmm. a collision course that's just being promised the whole issue. Yeah. And then when it comes to fruition, it's just so incredibly. <clears throat> uh, Cool, yeah, and then also a little frightening, and the the reveals at the end. I was like, I'm gonna love this series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everything you said, I agree with. I'm not gonna say the same stuff again. This was great. I've, I'm this 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 character gets a lot of flack uh, on comment sections uh, just because he's bisexual. I don't think people read it then, right? Yeah. yeah, they're just they're they're finding the one thing that they can be angry about and not actually giving it a shot. But Tom Taylor's writing the hell out of these books, uh, and he's one of my current favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me want to go back and read some of his other stuff. Just picking a name out of a hat, Injustice. I might mm-hmm. want to check that out because mm-hmm. um, I remember everyone telling me how great that was, and uh, the couple of issues that I had read were awesome. 
So yeah, I'll definitely... I just I just finished his all new Wolverine run oh, with that Laura. Is fun. It's one of the best things I've ever read. It was um no yeah okay that that seemed hyperbolic when it was coming out of my mouth but it's true yeah it's it's a complete run that literally never had a valley. It's oh, thirty it's awesome. something issues, no valleys whatsoever, yeah. just all peaks. To, to be honest, if if Logan was just gone, and okay Laura was Wolverine. Done, great. I'm fine. It's, it's just nothing. It's just all gravy. Uh, yeah, Tom Taylor is. It's not even quickly becoming. He has been one of my favorite writers working in the big two, and he just consists consistently and con- continues to uh, prove that. And this yeah. book is just another one. I, um. Let's reveal a new rating right now in real time. Okay. There are books that you can wait, and there's books you shouldn't wait. Right. I do not think you should wait for trade on this comic. Oh, yeah. This is something that already is getting spoiled and seems as though they're building towards very large ramifications for this character as well as something else larger in the DC, in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Get this in issues. Yeah. Don't wait for trade. I, I I love hardcovers. I love omnibuses. Mm-hmm. I love all that stuff. Just get this in issues. Yeah. Be a part of the conversation because this book is too good to sleep on. I, I concur, Doctor. Uh, how would you rate it? I would rate it fresh AF. Fresh AF? Yeah. That's a, <laughs> I, I agree. This this was yeah. um I I giggled reading this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. Yeah. Um yeah, and go guys, go out and get the um, all new Wolverine Omnibus. It's got the entire series of Laura as Wolverine. It's out of print. It's out of print. Yeah. Oh, don't don't do it, guys. Uh, <laughs> you well, can't do if it. anything, if you see it somewhere, <laughs> grab pick it. it up immediately. Yeah, if you see it at your local comic shop or wherever, just grab it. It's great. Yeah. Uh, pay full price. Just get it. It's amazing. And also, going back to Injustice, that book, the issues that I read were shocking to me because that was back when comic book tie-in com. Um, Video game comic book tie-ins were just bunk. No it reason was for them. Digital first too. Yeah. Like it was. It was actually There's no reason for it to be good. I'm almost positive it was only supposed to be a digital comic. Yeah. And then they started printing it because it everyone, everyone was loved talking. It. Yeah. And yeah. now it's its own. The, the comic is rem- is uh, from my perspective the comic is remembered and more revered than the actual video game. Or at oh, least yeah, definitely culturally now. Like maybe yeah. during the time it was like this. You know. The video game is awesome. Now the yeah. video game is no longer in the cultural, like in the conversation. No culturally relevant. Yeah. Uh, but the books are still flying off the shelves, yeah. and people love them. Yeah, Injustice. You can get the whole year, year one in one collection. Yeah, then there's like five years, five or six years. It's um, it's broken out kind of weird. I think the first, the first omnibus is years one through three. But I mean, there's also like a soft cover you can just get of like. Oh yeah, the you complete can just, yeah, year yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think we did it. Yay, us. Is there anything else coming out this week that you're excited about? Oh, shoot. I didn't think of that. Uh, uh, well, there's a reprint. You've been telling me about a Jason Aaron comic book called Once Upon a Time at the End of the World. Yep. Reprint of number one just came out because I had slept on it, and I'm going to go read that. I'm excited. All about right, that. sleepy boy. You should read it. Yeah. Um, I am excited about a new issue of Rogue Sun. Oh, yeah. Part of the massive verse. It might as well be its own thing, but yeah. Oh, and that, like, there's a new Supermassive coming. And not this week, but like they're doing it again. Nice. Yeah, awesome. I guess it's going to be an annual thing. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. Enjoy your time at your local comic shop today. Buy some stuff, and we will talk at you later. Do you do you do you do 
Thank you for listening to the Cult Pop Network, home to podcasts, live shows, and a whole lot of fun stuff for every flavor of fan. Follow us wherever you find your favorite podcasts, and be sure to join us live every Wednesday night at youtube.com backslash cultpopgo at 8 p.m. Eastern. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon so you'll know when we drop new Thunder Rounds and episodes of Fresh Floppies, a spoiler-free show about single-issue comics released each week. Until then, we'll talk at you later.